Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I can't remember the last time I saw you smile Just faces made for pictures from across the aisle I was born on this team, I was born to win Lord have mercy on the others and forgive their sins I know that I'm supposed to be angry for the life of me, I can't figure out what for If I can't lie down with someone who loves me Instead of dying in my great-granddaddy's war We were born here crying with our egos bruised Below the Mason-Dixon with the red state blues We've got a lot of heroes here streaming southern pride But a hero's just a villain to the other side There's a hundred years of bitterness in our blood and it flows with the convention of a 40-day flood Until we're out of ammunition and the rivers run red Over what Jesus meant but what he never said I know that I'm supposed to be angry For the life of me I can't figure out what can't lie down with someone who loves me instead of dying in my great granddaddy's
want you to know I love you. What's the other thing? Music. Yeah, music. What have you been listening to? That's what I was going to ask you. What are you listening to? <clears throat> Man, I have broadened my selection of music. I've got I got me a new set of headphones and uh, that I can I wear while I'm at work. So literally six hours a day I'm listening to music. And I got so tired. Amazon Music's amazing. I love it because I can search anything and find it. They have a great algorithm. But, well, that's what I was about to say. Mine sucks. Because you got that My Soundtrack thing that's supposed to play something that's related to you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It plays the same stuff over and over and over and over. I mean, granted, it's probably the same 200 songs over and over and over. But like I said, six hours a day <laughs> yeah. goes by. But I've been listening to a lot of like, uh, uh, oh, I forgot the genre it's called. It's like uh, retro jazz, retro jazz, like Duran Jones and Indications. Oh, yeah. Like I've been listening to stuff like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I've been, that and uh, I've been listening to a lot of pop. Cause it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bored with it. There's nothing that's really. I'm gonna listen. To, um, I'm gonna listen to this guy called uh, uh, Umed uh, Ozcan, something like that. And he's like, he's just a producer. He creates like the. <laughs> That kind of music. And I listen to it on the way to work to get me woke up and crunk. Oh, yeah. Also helps me stay awake. But that's what I've been listening to. I, uh... Been listening to a lot of Cole, uh, Cole Wetzel. Cole Wetzel. K-O-E-W-E-T-Z-A-L. He cusses way too much, but... He's good. He's good songs. He's got good songs. They got good meaning, deep meanings to them. I uh, Dan Finley. I let you listen to that song earlier. Uh, he does a lot of covers, but they're like it's straight acoustic covers, and he does a great job. To go back to what you said is uh, just about language. Is uh, I go back to Iron and Wine. Yeah, he had this song a long time ago. I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago, uh, and he was interviewed about it. And he used the F word. And I was like, oh, how lame it is. You won't even say it. I was like, I'm trying to get away from that myself. So um, he uses the F word. And, like, the interviewer asked him, like, why did you use such strong language? Derogatory words. And he said, if I could have used any other word to describe the way that I felt, I would have. But there was no other word that I possibly could use. And so, like, I understood it, and I, I felt that. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes it's, like, in the midst of angst and, like, what you're trying to express, yeah. maybe that word is appropriate. Yeah. But I, I don't think, like, the, the word should ever be taken um, abusive. Yeah. 
Well, that's what a lot of goes is because in the song Yellow Bush Road, uh, he says he says uh, that he just needs some sober sleep. Yeah. And then at the end of the song, he he says it two times. I just need some effing sleep. Like you didn't have to say that. You could have said sober sleep again. Yeah. You know, and it would have been okay. You know, but some of it is abusive. And that, yeah. Some of it ain't. Like I said, it's situational. And then, and then, like you know, people go further than that. It's like, well, what, what is a cuss? Or you know, somebody's what like, is a bad word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think what is a bad word is like. Well, in Australia, like the F word, or you know, this word, or it's not a bad word. And like, cool. should you be concerned? Like with like, I mean, you're in the culture that you live in, and so you you live and die by the culture that you're living in. And so, like, I'm not really concerned what you think about what the U.K. or what Australia is doing. It's like, that's cool that you, you think you're so cultural for thinking about that. But don't be a pretentious dick. Like, be conscious of the culture that you're in. Yeah. Or be respectful of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's culture for real. I mean, you can tell court Just stay here, Okay. And then go up north. Yeah. Not only is people going to start cussing more, they also ain't going to be as nice. Do you hear that? I do hear it. Is it Cat over there? He might. It might be him. It ain't. Me and you for the fight. Something. I've been waiting on them aliens to come. They real. Oh. I don't think aliens come from outer space. I think they come interdimensionally. No, I think they're already here. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> Check this out. And so, like, uh, you haven't met my buddy Farouk. Well, I definitely would have remembered that. Yeah, he's from Egypt. Um, Farouk. That's uh, cool. Farouk. Oh, Farouk. Yeah. With a K, not a T. Yeah, K. Farouk. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, we were over at a – I was introducing him to a a friend of mine in Columbus. And my buddy was watching, like, this this bullcrap, like, documentary. But, like – the guy that was doing a presentation, it was like being filmed at a university, so it was like it was being taken seriously. Like this is a serious thing, right? Mm-hmm. But Farouk, after like five minutes of hearing the guy speak, he's like, "This guy's full of crap," right? Yeah. He's like, "He doesn't. He's a physicist." Yeah. And so like he understands science and how things work, and like, but the guy was talking about like interdimensional things, right? And but like where he took it too far, I guess for maybe Farouk or maybe even for me because I was like I I genuinely believe like this guy believes in like Bigfoot or Big Feet and like the Loch Ness monster and all that. But um, the biggest thing to me was uh, he was talking about like how frequencies work. Frequencies are talked about in the Bible, and like you and I are a Christian, and so. This is the story, and there's a place in Starville. It's called the Well Frequency. And uh, so at the Well Frequency, you sit in this room. There's this big vase of water. It's tuned to a frequency, and they put rose petals in there. And it reminds me of uh, it's a passage uh, in Luke. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's mentioned in more than one gospel, but Luke talked a lot about miracles and things. But... Um, but there was this well that was stirred, and there was this the guy. He was always trying to get into the well to be cured, right? Mm-hmm. He was, but he could never get there in time. 
It was like the the hour struck, and he was always a second late or something like that to that effect. And then Jesus came up and just healed him, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a son of God, and he's... He can do that. He can do it. And um, they were having this conversation. And then I think about the well frequency here in Starville. This guy's a missionary, and, like, he was over in uh, the Netherlands. And this is where the technology was discovered. And so I, what they do... At the well frequency in Starville, and I've done it. Like I'm gonna have, hopefully, have him on the podcast soon. I just talk about it, but like, uh, I consider him a friend, and we talk about spiritual things, and we talk about all kind of things, right? And uh, and he's more of a Pentecostal thing, so he like believes in like speaking in tongues, and like he believes in like the gifts of Mark Fortune. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he believes in the gifts, but um, apostolic, yeah. And so, uh, when I first went in there, when I heard about it, like, you walk in there and he gives you a glass of water, and it's tuned to that frequency, and you drink it, and you go into the room, and you sit down in this nice recliner, and you kick back, and you're just in this room. Can I, can I ask you something? When you say tuned to this frequency, what do you mean by that? Well, are you familiar, like, with the brown note? No. Like, there's a frequency, like, if I was to, like, tune my guitar to a certain space like it would make you crap your pants you know what i'm saying like there are there and i remember hearing okay like think about your guitar tuner like what is it tuned to 440 hertz right yeah and then it's tuned to like if it's a guitar it's eadgbe right yeah 440 so what if i told you like 448 was like the god tune and like if you would press like a couple buttons up and tune your instrument to 448. And if, like, you had a trombonist or a drummer and, like, everything was tuned to that 448, yeah, like, you could transcend, like, what music is supposed to be. Yeah. Because everything was in that. Because we're vibrational beings. Uh-huh. And we respond to vibration, frequency. Like, the, the brown note is, like, if that note is played, you'll crack your pants. And so, like, with... But when the water's tuned, you mean, like, if I put, like, wet my finger and run it across the rim? <laughs> How do you tune water? That's what I'm asking. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's done electronically. Like, there is this thing okay. that is putting out a frequency okay. on See, this, okay. on this vase, this huge vase, yeah, by the way. Yeah, okay, like I a, got you now. It's like a, like... 55-gallon drum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, think that, but, like, it's, like, pretty. Yeah. And it's got rose petals and things in it. And it's just, like, it's not anything audible that you can hear. And not only that, like, the, the water that you're drinking while you're in this room is tuned to that frequency. And mm-hmm. so, like, back to being in Columbus and watching this bullcrap documentary, like, where this guy believed in the Loch Ness Monster, and he was talking about, like, there are portals, like fifth-dimensional portals. Yes, I totally believe that there are fifth-dimensional portals. Like, I, I'm with that, and I believe that. And I also believe in the fact that there are frequencies that can heal. And I believe, like, if you are in a room of healing, and that's why I believe in the power of meditation. That's why I believe in prayer. Like, that's that, like I believe, like, let's just say, like, tomorrow we called 100 people, and we all said, all over the world, at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and we're going to specifically think and pray about this, I believe that we would be able to bring change to that 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I believe in, like, the power of community, and I believe in, like, I think that's, that, that is a frequency exchange, and, like, I believe humans have frequencies, and, like, we can tune ourselves and adjust ourselves. And, like, there is a tuning for hurt, there's a tuning for healing, yeah. and there is a tuning for exchanging ideas, and, like, there, there's a tune for everything. Like, Dude, like we tune so our bodies sense. like we tune instruments. Does that make yeah. sense? Dude, it, you think about it like this. Not only can we tune ourselves, but we could possibly pick up on the tuning of others. Maybe that's where discernment comes from. That's what I'm saying, and man. Like, maybe that's how... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, that's how you you give off vibe, you give off... That's what we mean, like, when you say, like, a vibe or whatever, right? Yeah. That's what you mean. a lot of sense. And then, the, and then you said something about healing and stuff like that. Like, that would be... What if... I mean, I'm saying I know how it's done, but, like, what if us being Christians, what if that's how God, what God uses to heal us, the frequencies? You know, Nikola Tesla said that if you want to change the world, you want to find something, figure out electricity. That's what I'm saying, Andrew. Figure like, out frequencies. I, I, and I'm, I'm not giving, like, the miracle to science. You're blowing, you blowing my mind right now. I'm, I'm not I'm, giving the miracle to science, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, what if that is how things work? Does that make sense? Like... I'm not saying it's not miraculous, but like, I believe like, let's just say that your 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 grandmother was sick, and we had a we had a host of people, like ten fifteen people, crowd around her and put her hands, and we were all thinking about the same thing, and we were putting out the same frequency, and we were asking for a change. Do you not believe that we could get that? Because electricity can pass through our bodies. So that's what I'm saying. Frequencies and, and that's why I believe in the power of humanity. I know I sound like a crazy person right now, but I, I'm just no, you don't. I'm just suggesting. No, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's very, it's a very feasible theory for sure. I mean, I definitely. And that's where it I'm makes at. a lot of sense. That's where, and that's where I'm at with gifts. And like you and I had a like a cut. Like while we're talking about this, like with the. The art are like when we're talking about the signs and miracles of casting out demons and knowing a demon when you see it is like, I believe when you walk in the way, and by the way, I mean like you're following Jesus Christ, is um, people who are devout to another way, um, or maybe they're not even people. And that's something else I would like to talk about is like, I believe there are a lot of. Uh, it's not like a it's not a wolf in sheep clothing it's a another being in the human clothing and I know I sound like I'm a crazy person but like I, I truly believe like there are a lot of people like I have been at gas stations like getting gas getting out to the gas station haven't made eye contact and I'm getting out after I had like a really spiritual experience like I just performed an exorcism or like I just had a powerful prayer or, like, we, we really felt like we moved the world. And then, like, when you get back out in the world, like, people will stare you down and hiss at you. Mm. I don't believe those are actual. Maybe they are real people. Or they're possessed. Mate, and that's where I'm at. Some people can be possessed and not know it, I think. Otherwise, why would they stay possessed? Well, there's power in it, buddy. In being possessed, yes. Well, I mean, all the possessions you see depicted. I don't. I don't believe like the idea of like uh, 
selling your soul, like with the Illuminati you, you no, no, and things no, no, no. like that. You can't that. sell your soul. I don't. I don't your think. You, I don't. I don't think you can sell your soul. But I, I do believe, like you, you can. Pos- you can possess. You can sell your. Uh, you can sell your loyalty. Yes. Yes. You can sell your loyalty. I, I, but I always believe in the fact that you can come back to God. Oh yeah. People for them for people to say you can sell your soul and never. I mean that's just a trick. That's just something that. Like you could tattoo like a cross upside down on your forehead and six 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 like below your eyes and like you could save like that. Yes, absolutely. And, and that was the whole Quicker point. Of the, that. that was the whole point of the cross. Yeah. And like, and that's the whole misrepresentation of like Christ is like I know a lot of people is like, well, you know, Jesus Christ was a socialist, and I was like, we're not talking about political ideas. Like we're talking about like love. We're, yeah. we're talking about like compassion. We're talking about like there's this. There's this deep sense with within each of us, uh, and, and and you know when you when you lay down to go to sleep, if you're not just crap hammered uh, at night before you go to bed, and you're you're thinking about your own existence, and then you begin to think about like what's going to happen to you when you die, and you have no idea because you've never been there, mm-hmm. and then there's this fuzzy feeling that comes over you, or there's this deep dark trenching flood that pours over you heavy weight on your and maybe this is all the mind but like here's my point for christianity and i'm not disproving any other religion or ideology but um jesus christ is a very provable figure in uh history he's proven by science uh he did exist he was here and like the the more that we find out about him when we do more archaeological research and the more that we do carbon dating, the more that we know that it was a real thing. Uh, and if you don't believe in that, like you, you're you like covering your eyes and saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> like he was, he's a very real thing. Real. And uh, I think it's foolish to not consider that. But um, think about what he did. Think about what he did. Like, let's just say the godson. Like, uh, you know, the Virgin Mary giving birth. All the miracles to walk through. I mean, he made the blind see. He let the deaf hear. Uh, he fed walk. the hungry. Made the lame walk. He made the lame walk. He fulfilled every prophecy. I think. And the audacity. That, you know, it's like not a magic man in the sky, not a not a God just up there, just outside the atmosphere, but like an all-knowing and all-seeing and all... He's just, he's just... Well, on top of all that, once you come to the real... He's with that. <laughs> when you realize that he did all that and he fulfilled his prophecies and that, some of the prophecies that was mentioned are, you know, hundreds of years apart, but they're still, he still fulfilled them. Once you get, once you realize that, then you can, you know what all he went through. And you, for what? you can know that it was for you. Yeah, and that's for because, like, for everyone. what? For what? For why? For why? Why'd you, why'd you, you had to do that? You didn't. Yeah. I mean, as, as the temptation goes, you could call angels down. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. He didn't. This man literally sweat blood. He was so it the weight of the sin of that's everything. In, that's in Luke's account, by the way. He, 
my Luke sin was alone, a doctor in those times. The sins I've committed are enough for him. Yet he had the whole world and everyone that was and everyone that is, and he put it all on his shoulder, and that's what made him sweat. I've he, never been that worried. I've never been that stressed out. He asked for that cup to be passed from him. Yeah, because he knew how bad it was going to suck. <laughs> but he took it anyway. And then, like, and this is my whole, this is my whole gab. And this is this is not like uh, me trying to bring you to faith. It's uh, but the audacity of say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. People to make fun of Jesus Christ. Like, even if you don't believe it, even if you think it's like a just absolute fairy tale, the audacity to make fun of someone for that, even though it's like proven scientifically and historically and by anthropology and all that, archaeology, and you disregard it, and you just laugh at it, like, do you not see, like, the main reason why he had to come? It was pride. He came for pride, like the pride of humanity. We have, we have to, and you have to humble yourself before you can come before God. That or he'll humble you. He'll call you. Or he can just take your breath. You know, I had a question for you, though, and this is in the same area, same subject. Um, first off, we'll agree that God created everything. Yeah. Everything. We also agree that the Bible says that there will be many go to hell. Mm. So my question to you is, do some people have a choice on whether or not they're going to heaven or hell if God created them knowing that's where they was going? And I people say, well, you have free will. Mm. Yeah, but he still knows you're not going to choose it, but he's creating you anyway. Ain't that the beauty of it? Yeah, but he still knows <laughs> that you're going to hell. So it's like, do some people have a choice? Like, even if they want to be saved, can they? I have never uh, thought about that so deeply than the other night. I was uh, standing. Now, this, this person I consider a dear friend. And when it comes to religion, when it comes to talking about God, when it comes to talking about predestination or free will, we talk about this all the time. And I finally landed on this, Andrew, and test this. And test it now, if you will. I'd like to hear what you think about this. But let's just talk about your experience, your personal experience. You and I, you grew up in the, the Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I grew up Baptist. Mm -hmm. We became friends. We played Guitar Hero. We played music together. And we go out and play golf one day. And we just have this random conversation about the meaning of a baptism. Mm-hmm. And it made you question everything that you ever believed. 
Yeah. To where you had to further seek out. Now, whether, like, your doctrine of belief was right or whether mine was right, something stirred within you to make you seek it further. Mm-hmm. And you, you you had to lose face with like-minded people mm-hmm. and all that. And so when I think about free will and when I think about predestination is everyone on this planet right now, we have the capacity to interact with one another for better or worse. Or maybe we just brush across one another on the street. Now, I can be a cause for good. I can be a cause for evil. Mm-hmm. And like, although I do not prescribe to the def, I do not prescribe to the belief of predestination. I prescribe to the idea that I and you and every person on this planet, we can be a force for good or evil, mm-hmm. and that every interaction that I have it can positively or negatively charge that person towards their eternity, if eternity is real. And so why not be positively charged and not be uplifting and try to lead them to what I believe to be truth? Yeah. But not in a cult way. Yeah, you could do that. That, That's a good thing. But... In the end, it's going to be you and you. It ain't going to be the people you help. So it's all. It's I guess it's who you worried about. If you're worried about yourself, you can't really say that. You can't really. You can't really say that helping others is going to get you to heaven because it's not. So. Well, I mean that's that's the thing about predestination and that and like free will is like. Uh, if by my own free will, like I'm trying to lead people to God. But that doesn't make you saved. I'm not saying that. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though. Do you think a person can go to heaven if they was meant with God knowing they're going to hell? I'm just, I'm telling you. You can still, you I, can I, still that's what I'm that telling you is I don't prescribe to that idea. I don't, I don't believe in like, I don't believe that God would purposely put you on this earth for damnation. Does that make sense? Does he know everything? Yeah, he's omniscient. Does a lot of people go to hell? A majority. But he gives you a life. Yeah. So maybe that's that's what you get? Is so, that what we're saying? As, I'm saying is that why people enjoy life here on a worldly but, basis? And so, like, I guess my point to that is, like, why would I make your life here on earth feel like hell? Why yeah. would I not try to, like glorify you with art and give you mirth and beauty and uplift you toward things that are highly and godly Mm -hmm. and and to a point to where that you might could believe i guess i guess where i'm coming from is like if i know you say you don't um prescribe to the idea but running with my idea that what i what i said you can still be a good person and do good things and be in church and lead people to true salvation possibly and still Oh, absolutely you could. Not I mean I mean Jesus Christ himself said like uh many people will uh say that 
you know, they'll, they'll cast out demons and do miracles and they'll do great things in this world. But they they won't know them and they'll be they'll, they'll go to hell. Mm-hmm. And know, so I, I mean, like, what do you think about like? And I believe you know we should test our faith. And I'm not saying to the effect that we should drink strychnine and pick up venomous vipers. But I'm saying, like, when is the last time that you have been in a church and it and it not be an emotional experience? Like, I'm I'm telling you, like, there there is there is a there's this idea of real faith, Andrew. And I, and I'm not being critical toward toward the church at all. But I have felt the presence of a holy God in the streets of cities in just a random conversation, uh, international or just here in Alabama, whatever. And and when we go to these church and like we just we just offer these empty praises in these four walls and like this preacher he just gets on his soapbox and he's just talking about his politics and we he tailors up this message with like these four scriptures and it's just anecdotal and it's just it is just not the way and this is not what was prescribed and then like I'm, I'm telling you, you know what? it's I like i don't think there is any preparation and i'm not hating on people i've studied it myself i got halfway through my masters when i decided that i didn't need that like if the holy spirit was to work in me and was to use me and like if i was to be used by god if i was to be a vessel for god and um and i apologize like uh I have I have talked to God about this time and time again, and I've got a lot of work to do, and I understand that. Like with with the offense of my drinking or my cussing or my smoking, or whatever it is that these people find so offensive about me, but like uh, I do have pure and un- unadulterated faith, and uh, I do uh, I do believe in God and I do uh, adore God. I, I just do not uh, do it in that prescription. Uh, I will not prescribe uh, to this uh, uh, worshiping God on Sunday and living like the damn devil from Monday to Saturday. I will not do it. I'd rather live like a devil for seven days a week and not think about him at all. And uh, and I'm not prescribing to either one. Like I believe in uh, the work that I do uh, in my job. Uh, I believe in the work that I do with this podcast. And I believe in the work that I do with my music that uh, if if the message and if the purity and the sanctity of it is to be conveyed correctly, like it would uh, uh, tell you about like the uh, the the failures, uh, the 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 depravity of man while he is uh, lifting his hands out. I forgot, and I believe God would extend his hand to, and that is the point. You said that when you go to church and you see these, the way things are and how that uh, you you think it's, it's not right, it might be a chance, opportunity to step back and, and, and say, and that might be the Spirit, Holy Spirit trying to tell you, okay, this isn't where you need to be. Find a different one. Yeah, sure. Go somewhere else. 
find somewhere else or it might be calling you somewhere else so because not every church is like that it's not and i think that's important because like with me denomination makes no difference to me you go where you can worship you go where you can come closest to god and if you don't like where you're at and you ain't coming close to god well i think it's important to it must be they have to be biblically sound and they you have to you have to see growth in yourself i think i think that Growth comes from conflict too. So if you're in conflict at your church, that's something that you need to look at and pray and you know see what it is. It's but uh, like you know, it's, I agree with that. Everything you said. Uh, you got anything else? Of, uh, I'm not butt hurt. I'm not. I'm not hurt by the church. It's just like uh, I need. I need something like a compel. I need. I need to be compelled. Uh, to that and I don't think that's anything that humanity could do it's because like I would love to go to my home church and I, I'm a huge fan of the, the pastor there and I'm a huge fan of the people who go there I'm not hurt by them like they tried to restore my ministry and it failed and I, I'm I'm not hurt by that and I appreciate that but like when I look back on that as I as I as I tread through that it's, it wasn't it wasn't a failure. Like this, this is this is the road, you know. This is this is this is faith. This is this is this is how things play. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because failures in a spiritual sense to me is it's called failure, but it's a stepping stone. Because whether we like it or not, if you believe in God, then you should believe you should want His will be done. It's part, I mean, it's part of the the Lord's prayer, you know, thy will be done. You're supposed to want that. And we don't like it. No, sometimes. we pray for our will be done. We we don't like his will sometimes. Yeah, so we, we pray look for at our it, will. We look at things as a failure, but really, I mean it could be setting up for something greater. We just can't see it. I know I've been like that. Like, why did this happen right now? Really? I mean I, I got this tore up, I ain't got no money, I got this, I gotta pay the credit card, I got all this and this. This comes up now, you know. Like, I don't understand. Like, I was in. I've been doing this. I'll tell you this. This is a good topic. I like where we're at. Is uh, I, I reached out to a youth pastor, and I was sharing with him some things that was happening culturally on a local level, and I thought I needed to address. And, and uh, you know, he told me that uh, he wasn't going to address it. Uh, that he didn't think it was real. He didn't think it was mainstream. He didn't think it was anything worth his time. And um, I just watched the issue develop, and it develops further. And, like, I'm, I'm not being boastful or proud, but, like, it turned out to be something that affected the community. <laughs> and because he didn't, um, he wasn't up front and, like, attacking it from the beginning, like, now he has to come from, like, the back foot, so to speak, right? <coughs> yeah. And what what hurt me the most was like I, I'm not interested in his job. I wouldn't take his job. I, would, I I wouldn't want his job. I don't I don't want anything to do with that. But like I was just trying to like here's something that uh, would probably be a good topic to go over, and like you could probably put a, together a pretty good lesson on this kind of thing, right? And he wrote back. And he's like, I don't care about culture. I don't, I don't care what's going on out there. I'm concerned with these four walls. And, like, my 
brain blew a circuit, Andrew, and I was like, we are constantly in a cultural war. Like, we... This this is why we are where we are. It was because we didn't like. It's because like you took that idea, you didn't take it seriously, and then it got up to the forefront to wherever it is now. Like whatever it is, like with what like non Christians call like Christians bigots for is like because they let that cultural shed like flow down that hill, down that slope to a point to where like. You're uh, this what's the Greek guy Achilles to where he's pushing the stone off the wall, and then like it just. It comes down anyway, and he like pushes it back up, and it's like it doesn't do any good. And it's kind of that idea. It's like if you could be on the upfront of like culture, and like you could attack it. It's like you could build like a a cultural strong front, which is what I believe the the bride of Christ to be. It's like we should equip our youth with like this is what's going on cultural. It's like, and here is what what the Bible says about this particular topic, and like what do you think, and like what could we do to uh, bring about a cultural change to this, and we're talking to the people that are actually movers because, like it or not, it's like you and I are culturally irrelevant for the most part. We're, we're moving out. Like it's Gen Z. Like you know uh, the boomers and the Gen Xers, and you know, you know we're millennials. Like we're elder millennials. Yeah, and so like we all like to think like we're. We got the ball, and, like, we're, we're throwing the pitch, and we're hitting the home runs. It's like, we're not making culture anymore. Like, when I go out to a bar or when I go out to play a show, I'm not playing to my age group anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they're out there, and I'm glad they're listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't have a place, because I do have a place. You have a place. But... They, that is their cultural space now. And they are, they are the ones that's building the culture. And so, like, I have to invest in them the cultural val- values that I want to purvey yeah. into a society that I want to live in. Mm-hmm. But also trusting, entrusting them with my beliefs mm-hmm. and their ideas to where we can have cultural change and we can also grow as a society, mm-hmm. as long as it ebbs and flows with what I believe, else I'm offended. And so, like, maybe I need to work on that a little bit. Well, here's my take on that. First off, culture is a man-made, manifested thing. And I say that because there's so many of them, and it's depending on who's in the area on what the culture is. So to not worry about the culture outside, uh, I would I would say that where you're coming, I can see where you're coming from as far as needing to worry about that. Yeah. But from the other standpoint, <clears throat> if you don't worry about that, about the other culture, and you worry about what the Bible says, you'll know what's bad when you're out in the world. So I think you could you could come from both sides. I could see both ways from that, but like to not for some for that pastor to say, well, I'm not worried about culture. I could see that because if you're not worried about it, if if I'm teaching them what the Bible says, and he's not worried, he's showing them this is right, this is it. 
only this. But how does it else. relate to? It shouldn't because culture is like I said, is man made and that's of the world, and we're supposed to be different. Okay. And you can be loving and be from a different culture and still share Jesus. Yeah. So, so that's my take. I like that. Uh, I think that's very constructive, and I, I, I really believe that that was what he was trying to convey, and I, I, some I people, misunderstood it. Some people are really hard communicating with. Some people are really, yeah. and it takes sometimes a third party yeah. that's not got a foot in either shoe. I, I really respect that now. I, I see that. So, like, you're not so much, like, Bother, or, you're, you're or, not so much bothered by culture. You're you're are what culture is doing because you're you're busy building culture. Well, oh, because you know that if you're setting yourself up in the ways of God, you'll have no. There'll be no doubt to you what isn't of God. Okay. So you there you won't have to know what it is. You'll just be like that's not a God. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. So that's my take on it. Right on. Dude, anything else to do? Um, I don't reckon so, man. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. Oh, let me ask you, what was your favorite part of this interview? The beginning. Seeing you. That was the best part. You are welcome.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.